This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This show may contain strong language or adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. There is nothing wrong with your radio. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Ricardo. My name is Sam. And this is the Outer Limit Frequency. And we would like to dedicate this episode to the memory of Taylor Hawkins. Aotearoa New Zealand is one of the top reggae listening countries on earth. It even manages to surpass Jamaica and some of the metrics used to measure such things. As such, reggae has been the default sound of a Kiwi summer for as long as I can remember. This unfortunately kind of trivialises the history and influence of this fascinating musical subculture. Born from the fusion of American trends with Caribbean traditions in the 1960s, reggae quickly became a very distinctive sounding and distinct style all of its own. Accordingly, there have been many bands and artists over the past 60 odd years who have indulged in reggae at least a little bit and to help us determine how much reggae there really is going around we've dusted off the trusty old machine that goes bing but first let's calibrate this bad boy shall we sam bob marley is obviously the single most popular act in the history of reggae so yes it would be very easy to put him in this place as our measuring stick for what reggae is but like a little too easy maybe so to test the machine, we are instead going with one of his original bandmates when Mr. Marley was just one of the guys in the band. That band being the various incarnations of the Whalers, which would of course become Bob Marley and the Whalers. At the top of that overlooked group is Bunny Whaler. I don't think I'll ever understand why Bob Marley became so much more famous than Bunny Whaler, but yeah, this guy is pretty much the walking definition of reggae, especially in his extensive solo career. And just to make sure the machine is working right after so much time on the shelf, it's five skanking rootsmen out of five. This is Fighting Against Conviction. Can't grow no 
When Toots Hibbert passed away in 2020, the world lost a true pioneer of Caribbean music. Alongside his band The Matals, he was so instrumental to the formation of reggae music that the entire genre's name is taken from his 1968 single, Do the Reggae. Which, unless I'm very much mistaken, means that Toots Hibbert is to reggae as Venom is to black metal. And that's not a sentence I ever envisaged myself saying. So what was the reggae with a Y that The Matals were on about then? The song was named after a short-lived Jamaican dance craze, which then went on to give a unifying name for the entire style of music. Unless it didn't, because it also could have been slang for ragged and nasty-looking, similar to how funk got its name, but depending on who you ask. No matter the exact etymological root of the term, it became a very strong handle for a potent style of music, in no small part, thanks to Toots and the Matals. And the machine has rated us five coined terms out of five. Yes, sir. Thank you. 
a lot of ska bands get a bad name because, well, because they're bad. And a lot of ska bands tend to forget what ska really is. And that is one of the genres that reggae came from. So they really should have a lot of similarities. But yeah, a lot of the time they don't. No doubt, and Sublime, however, lent more into those reggae stylings while also mixing ska with their own forms of punk. I could probably apply all of the same reasoning to both of these bands, but seeing as I can only choose one, this time it's Sublime. While not your typical reggae band in themes or aesthetic, they certainly share a lot of the same characteristics. And I suppose there is one shared theme being love. It just happens to be the love for a dog this time around. So before we get to I Love My Dog, Machine, three 40-ounce bottles of freedom out of five. I love, I love my dog. Yes, I love, I love my dog. And I love, I love my dog.
Quiet Place, also known as Man Next Door, was a hit song for the Paragons in 1968, but it is a song that would end up casting a very long shadow over the emerging reggae genre. The tune has been covered so many times that it is a legitimate standard, perhaps best known thanks to the Massive Attack version featuring Jamaican roots legend Horace Andy. Last year, we lost the incredibly influential singer and Toastmaster Hugh Roy. Shortly after his death, the posthumous Solid Gold album was released, and I feel it was highly appropriate that the album includes a cover of that unimpeachable standard, this time featuring Santa Gold. And that has been rated four and a half neighbours fussing and a fighting out of five. Santa Gold and you, when I'm talking about the man that lived next door in my neighborhood, all he do with fuss and fight, as I was saying, he fuss in the days and fuss in the night. Beat from the top to the very last drop like I would say. When I tell you people, did I just talk about this drop? Stop! 
Brains are best known as one of the pioneering bands of hardcore punk. But they're really quite a lot more than that. These guys have covered jazz fusion, soul, hip-hop, and funk, as well as, most prominently, reggae. Some albums don't even stick to one sound, flitting back and forward between styles, especially the album Builder Nation, which seems to almost alternate between punk and reggae. It's kind of jarring, and it doesn't make any sense. And do they wear dreads or mohawks? But it's also what we're all about. As far as how reggae they are, though... Two and a half hybrid hairstyles out of five. So, half reggae. Fair enough. This is Jar Love. have always been a very hard band to categorize take it from someone whose job it was to literally put their cds in categories for years 
As with many Kiwi bands that prominently feature Māori or Pacific Island members, they are frequently mislabeled. Now there's a surprise. When Cora's self-titled debut came out in 2007, any music shop that didn't have an explicit New Zealand section usually dumped them in reggae, despite the album containing almost zero reggae. Now, the core album is incredibly diverse and incredibly cool, and I suspect it was perhaps sold short by some people assuming what the band sounded like for a price of an ill-fitting label. For shame. And in the years since, the band has been drifting further and further away from some admittedly fairly reggae roots, but for those who have to go back nearly 20 years now to a very first EP, and even then only like two or four songs qualify. So what do you reckon, Machine? Core has been rated two Skankenstein's Monsters out of five. And to undercut that rating, I will now play one of the only reggae-adjacent tracks from the album, Suck It Machine That Goes Bing, This Is Culture.
While I'm not usually a big fan of reggae, I have to say sometimes it's an absolute crime how little we hear of some of the best artists in the genre. This may be a New Zealand thing, because most of the time we just hear Bob Marley or any one of the 50,000 so-called barbecue reggae bands that New Zealand has to offer. But we never hear of, ooh, I don't know, Tanya Stevens, who, as far as I'm concerned, is the queen of reggae, if such a thing were to exist. While she may not be your typical Roots-style reggae artist most of the time, often leaning more into dancehall, especially in her earlier work, she's better than most in either style. And we need to talk about her more. Really, though, it's a pity. Five out of five times, we are not ready for this yet. The machine has also told me that if I make that joke, I am awful and my jokes are awful. In a case you hadn't figured it out yet, the next song is called It's a Pity. We never get a chance to be together. Go with ya, and I love ya. I said it's a pity you already have a wife, and me don't have a man in my life. Good boy, it is a pity. I say it is a pity you already have your wife. Me have a one man in a life. Good boy, it is a pity. I would have liked one of these mornings to wake up and find your face on a pillow lying right next to mine. I would have cut out the party and the smoking and the rum and bust an extra wine and make we see the person. Well, every time I fantasize, me see your lips, me see your eyes, your trigger finger do something that left the road, girl, hypnotized. For you, it's just a thing, just another little thing. But for me, this is heaven and the angel that must sing. It's a pity. You already have a wife And me don't have a man in my life Good boy, it is a pity I say it is such a pity You already have a wife And me have a one man in my life Good boy, it is a pity to walk you up in a public and can't even touch it Really fuck me up because my check for you so much The respect for my heart Be your woman, be your kids Believe me, rule boy, my press I know me it is, who knows Maybe one day the world will be evolving up We'll share you in a civilized manner between the two of us But until then, I would have loved to see you again Me know we have to play it by the stupid rules of men we never get a chance to get together. Go with ya, Tanya, love ya. Must say, so me 
meet me round the corner. Avoid Mitzi and Lana. You know them, I do what they be guessing farmer. I'm not stopping for six, no, not by long. Next, no, but the way all your flex really be my interest, yeah. The you are people see, I know the you are me loving. And the you are there with me, go much deeper than skin. I don't know exactly what it is you're feeling, but I wish this was a permanent thing, yeah. It's such a pity. You all already have your wife And me done have a man in my life Rude boy, it is a pity yeah. It's such a pity You all already have a wife And me done have a man in my life Rude boy, it is a pity Me know say you belong to she, you know say me belong to him I wouldn't want you this, your queen, me wouldn't ever this My king, but when you play for me with him And when my feet, your bass a swing You left me in a turmoil, you have me in a spin It really makes me sad for you for waste so much water I think the two are weak and make a beautiful daughter But it would be selfish to an innocent nigga youth For bring our woman here and tell her the truth Matthew Miller, better known by his stage name Matasiahu, made quite the impression in the mid-2000s. The reggae artist was highly distinct from his peers, instantly recognisable for his strong conscious messages, his powerful flow, and um, what else was there? Oh yeah, the fact that he was an out-and-proud member of, of the Hasidic Jewish community and, at least at the time, performed in full traditional attire. In more recent times, Miller has dialed back his appearance and is basically unrecognisable compared to when he started, and the music's also leaned in a much more pop direction lately. It's an old joke that you can pinpoint the moment that a rock or metal band's losing their edge coinciding with them getting haircuts, but in a lot of ways that's kind of what happened here. The Machine has given Marus Yahoo 2.5 rapping rabbis out of 5. This is Chop 'em Down. Lachaim.
they seem snakes camouflage just to fit the scene This one might be a bit of a stretch, and I'm, I know Ricardo's been trying to figure out why I'm putting the English band The Heavy on this episode about reggae. Well, it's simple. It's, it's not really that simple. But The Heavy have at times experimented with bits of reggae. Reggae does have some similarities to blues, and The Heavy are a pretty bluesy rock band. There are honestly plenty of songs by this band that I could play right now that have some reggae elements to them, just mutated wildly beyond what reggae is. So now we come to my choice of song, What Makes a Good Man. How reggae is the song? Not at all. And that's kind of the point. You can't just have a few sparse elements of a genre and include yourselves among them. That'd be like calling Linkin Park a death metal band just because they had some screaming. So Machine... 0.5 dubious excuses just to get a song on the air out of 5.
Reggae as a genre often gets caught up in who is authentic within that space and who is merely a tourist, which upon reflection is kind of what we are doing. Obviously, this phenomenon is not exclusive to reggae. Just ask metal or hip-hop heads. But due to reggae having a very distinct geographical origin and it being inexorably connected to certain cultural practices, the question of realness is one from which the genre has never fully escaped. And as much as I want to throw weak Kiwi barbecue reggae under the bus here, I will take the higher road on this one. So instead, let's talk about one of the most interesting young reggae groups out there today. California's The Late Ones was formed by two brothers and a cousin in Hawaii, and they have caught a lot of attention with their style of conscious roots meets conscious hip-hop. The music also pays homage to the family's Samoan and African-American heritage, which, by my estimation, makes them the ideal multicultural ambassadors for modern reggae. And while I'm not here to call out any air-quote fake reggae, the late ones apparently have no such problem. This is their song, Fake Reggae, which has been rated four fake fakers being called out for being fake out of five. Section. It's doing no TLO checking. We come correct and bringing the truth and we grooving. Keep it moving to be a late grade. Is what I'm pursuing. What you doing? Hey, hey, injustice what you doing? Me not like that. Took me culture, me music, we gonna need that back. I'm always fine. 
We may not have played Bob Marley on this episode, and I'm sure that has confused some people, but his presence has been felt. I mean, I have mentioned him a couple of times, and many of these acts have either worked with him or been inspired by him. But what about his family? Because Bob Marley had 11 children, and from what I can see, almost all of them have become involved in music because it's in the blood, apparently. Ziggy Marley would be a great choice to talk about here, but out of all of them, there is one that stands out to me, and that is the youngest son, Damien Junior Gong Marley. Damien Marley has continued his father's legacy perfectly, reinventing reggae to an extent for a modern audience. He's mixed in more electronic styles along with rap to make something that, I mean, yeah, I just said it, it's modern. And there are plenty of Damien Marley songs I could play here that would surely get an almost perfect rating from the machine. So before I name the song, machine, four and a half burning crops out of five. Okay, so the song is Make It Bundem, featuring Skrillex. The machine now wants to lower the score. Shut up, machine. It's a fun song. And it makes me think of Far Cry. Now greetings to the world. Vice of the one big gangzilla alongside Skrillex. Symphonor! We must up the place, turn up the place and make them all have fun. How we have blazed the fire, make it fun them. We must up the place, turn up the place and make some fun. Why run? And we will end your week just like a Sunday. We must up the place, turn up the place and make them all have fun.
Nobody fight on the buckle, the base of the rockle, I might have a knuckle. Rock with this, rush up the place. going to do it for this episode thank you once again for tuning in to the outer limit frequency we are all over various streaming services so since you liked what you've heard today go look us up on your favorite one and there'll be lots more to enjoy and since both you and the machine are coming back next week uh, we will be doing pretty much the same thing but with indie rock for more episodes use the accessmedia.nz app for ios and android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.